time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. And I think it's fair to say that in the legislature, the BC Liberals have been scoring quite a few points lately. And the latest person that they have been targeting questions at is Attorney General David Eby. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, so let's talk about this. Why is David Eby being targeted here? Well, there's a problem around British Columbia that can be summed up in two words, repeat offenders. So many, many communities now in BC have horrible examples of repeat offenders who are arrested for assaults and attacks and break-ins, and they're released fairly quickly, and they do it again and again and again. The stats are overwhelming, but the, the real damage is being done by it's anecdotes, it's examples. People attacked in the streets. Uh, it turns out the person who does it has a record. They've been arrested a bunch of times for this, and uh, they've gotten out and been released, and they're doing it again. So the Liberals, opposition, have summed that up as catch and release, and they're blaming David Eby for it, and he's saying, don't blame me. But he also said, and this is interesting, because we talked to him about that last week, but this week he's saying that there might yeah. be some kind of creative solution yeah. coming you're, up. You're, you're right, Simi. What changed yesterday, and this is after three or four question periods of EB under attack for this, was you could tell it's getting to him and that it's connect. You're telling, you can tell the New Democrats are hearing this from their own constituents and their own riding associations and their own supporters. They're not listening to the liberals. They are listening to the complaints. And E.B. said yesterday, and he said it three times, something's coming. He's been consulting with mayors. He's been consulting with his own ministry. It's going to have to be creative, but it's coming, and he said very soon. So that's the news. Um, he's It's connected, the criticisms, and he realizes he's got to do something, not make excuses for it anymore. Okay, but what do we know about this creative solution? Well, he only dropped one hint, but it's an interesting one. Um, he, uh, E.B., you know, he, you can tell, <laughs> you can tell which members of the opposition David E.B. respects and which ones he doesn't. Uh, one of the ones he does respect is Mike Morris, who's the liberal MLA for one of the Prince George ridings, and he's also a former cop. And when Morris asked Eby a question yesterday, right near the end of question period, Eby said, um, I want to thank the, minister, the, the member for the question and essentially for his constructive approach. And then he said, the, Morris has suggested a solution to the government and Eby likes it and they're looking at doing it. And Morris's suggestion was to appoint a special crown prosecutor here in B.C. who deals with chronic offenders. So you would, for the first time, have a central kind of clearinghouse for this problem in government, an official who would know and have all the records of chronic offenders and would be in charge of coming up with better ways to deal with this. So I took that as a pretty strong hint that that's where EB is headed. And I think we'll hear that, well, from what he said, uh, either this week or early next. Well, it's nice to see him give some of the credit, though, where credit yeah. is due. Yeah, no, <laughs> of course he does it because he's a politician, he does it in a backhanded way, because, of course, EB loathes Todd Stone of the Liberals, who had just asked him an earlier question. EB 
suggesting that Stone has been so misleading on this issue that he ought to apologize in the legislature. And, of course, their rivalry goes back to the days when E.B. was in charge of the makeover for ICBC, and Stone had been the previous minister, and as far as E.B. was concerned, totally responsible for the dumpster fire. So you saw some rivalry there, too. But at the end of the day, Simi, we got a clue as to where David E.B. is headed, and that's news. Okay, that's good. Let's talk about a nice moment that happened at the legislature, too. Yeah, we did have a nice moment at the legislature yesterday, and heavens only knows they're few and far between. So uh, it was nice. Uh, Yesterday was World Press Freedom Day, and the Speaker of the legislature, Raj Chuan, organized a reception at the legislative library, um, and there were a couple of speeches. He made one about the importance of press freedom. Um, The importance of press freedom is not always a theme one hears from governments. Uh, Chuan is, of course, uh, an independent. He's the speaker, but he's also a new Democrat. He was quite gracious. He talked about attacks on journalists, uh, the central importance of media coverage to the proper functioning of parliament, uh, and all in all, a good time was had by all. Well, that's really nice. Because you don't often see that, do you? <laughs> no, we don't. I spoke briefly. Um, I uh, I thanked the speaker. I said that you know I've I've covered a lot of speakers in my many 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 years at the legislature. <laughs> Some of the ones that I've covered would be more inclined to organize a tar and feathering for journalists than <laughs> thanking them for anything. I took the occasion to uh, pay tribute to uh, the passing of the Dean of the Press Gallery, Jim Hume, who uh, died last month at age 98. And just, you know, talk about Hume. I mean, Hume was a great defender of Parliament. Uh, mm-hmm. He was also a, a role model to a lot of us and, you know, ran kind of an unofficial journalism school for for the bunch of us in the press gallery who remember him. So it was nice to say a few words there as well. That's nice. Um, One more thing I wanted to ask you about here, Vaughn, because it seems to me that politicians of provincial or federal level were being asked about this in the last 24 hours, and that has to do with access to abortions right across the country. And in B.C., in Alberta, this was a hot topic yesterday, but how much in B.C.? Uh, It's a huge issue in British Columbia for obvious reasons, because it was such a struggle. Uh, 35 years ago now that uh, when the Supreme Court of Canada threw out BC's abortion law, uh, sorry, Canada's abortion law, the then Premier of British Columbia, Bill Vanderzam, cut off funding for abortion. Now, that was defeated by the courts, but it set in motion a bitter, bitter debate over abortion. Some of the strongest language, some of the strongest abuse I've ever taken in my time writing about columns happened then. But The effect was to make British Columbia essentially a pro-choice province. The debate was so toxic that it helped destroy the Social Credit Party. When the New Democrats got in, they brought in the bubble zone legislation here, which is the first in Canada. It withstood court tests, and it really became uh, the next leader of the uh, center-right party, uh, Gordon Campbell, made it clear to his members there was going to be no change on abortion, and that has held pretty much since then. Kevin Falcon, um, yesterday, right away, uh, the Liberal Party is pro-choice, the New Democrats are pro-choice, the Greens are pro-choice, unless the Conservatives become back as as a political force in B.C., and at the moment that's an open question. It's not a serious issue of debate in British Columbia. It's a fringe issue. 
I recognize, look, there are access issues in rural British Columbia, mm-hmm. but there are access issues to health care of all kinds of health care in yes. rural British Columbia. So it, it, that's an issue, but I don't see any policy changes here in terms of the law or access recognize it's a problem in other parts of Canada. It's not been a major issue here in BC for decades. But boy, did people sit up and take notice in the yeah. last 24 hours, didn't they? Oh, yeah, but you know, I mean, this is one... <laughs> American political issues spill over into Canada all the time, even though, and this is a good example, they don't bear an awful lot of relationship to the situation in Canada. Uh, we've not had an abortion law in Canada since the Supreme Court threw it out in 1988. And I've given speeches on the American side of the border and done open line radio on the American side of the border and, and pointed this out. And Americans are just shocked. They are used to dealing with this issue since Roe versus Wade 50 years that it's a constant debate of getting the law back, bringing it back, restricting access. And for the most part in Canada, that doesn't follow through here. Just as our gun laws are very different from theirs, our abortion laws are very different from theirs. It is fascinating. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy. It's Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.